following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember renting movies from a local video store? The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. Do you remember owning membership cards, dealing with late fees, and driving to several stores for the latest release? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Then sit back and listen to the stories of the men and women who were on the front lines of video stores in their heyday. Friendly people, fast computerized checkout, free membership, and all our rentals are for three days, two nights. This is Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store. Let's meet today's video hero and hear their story. My name is Michael May, and I worked at a chain called Adventureland Video, later changed their name to Aardvark Video, in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, in the late 80s. All right, well, Michael, very excited to talk to you here because, yeah, this is something that you are certainly enthusiastic about as as we are on this program. But let me just just start things out. What are your earliest memories of the video rental craze and being in a video rental store? Yeah, it was pretty amazing because I so I'm a child of the 70s. Actually, I grew up in the 80s, but uh, when I was a kid. It was the 70s. We had three TV channels and my parents liked to take us to movies, but they were pretty picky about what we went to see. So I just grew up loving movies. Movies were always a part of my life, but I was kind of bound by my parents going, "Okay, we're going to go see this one. Kids hop in the car. And I just had no control over it. And so when video stores started popping up, I was just like in heaven. It was like, oh, okay, I can go and I can rent whatever I want to. And, and uh, you know, these huge libraries of movies, I don't have to wait for, you know, one of the annual showings of The Sound of Music or Wizard of Oz, you know, I can just go and rent whatever I want to. We didn't have a VCR at our house, so we would also have to rent one of those. And it was pretty early on into that where, and maybe I'm jumping a little bit ahead, so stop me if I am, but almost as soon as they popped up, the, the one that we went to was in a strip mall right down from the grocery store where I worked. I worked at a grocery store during high school and then right out of high school. And almost immediately I was like, okay, these are expensive. These are expensive rentals. Renting the VCR is expensive, but if I get a job there, <laughs> then you know maybe I can get free rentals. And so that's what I did. That is good thinking. Um, so talk to me, this is Adventureland video you said? Yeah, so this is the day's leading up to Blockbuster. Uh, so it's actually a little bit before Blockbuster kind of took over the industry. And you would have like a lot of mom and pop stores. But what Adventureland was, was uh, it was a franchise. So they had like certain kind of rules about like how you set up your store and they didn't do like any no adult videos. But so you would put your name Adventureland on the store, but it was still owned by, in my case, this couple who, uh, who lived in town and okay uh, and wait, what store. part of the country was this this is florida tallahassee florida okay um, yeah and eventually after blockbuster kind of my understanding is that blockbuster kind of shut down adventureland 
So a lot of these stores who carried that name kind of got together and, and it was no longer like a national franchise, but they decided to change the name to Aardvark because that would appear earlier in the phone book, I think. And, <laughs> Double uh, A's, yeah. <laughs> right. And so they kind of, there was this like kind of loose organization of these very independently run stores. But yeah, but not, you know, unless you're pretty old and, and had just happened to have an, an adventure land in your, uh, in your town. Um, you know, not a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah, as I was saying, you never know. We might have some of the former customers coming out of the woodwork here. So when yeah. you were there renting the VCR to take home with your family, what were the videos that you were most interested in? What was oh, the man. section of the store? What do you remember about, you know, the actual browsing experience? Yeah, we we did a lot of sci-fi. We did a lot of comedies because it was usually me and my brothers. And uh, I have one brother who's just about a year and a half younger than me. So we shared a lot of the same tastes and another brother who was kind of he was much younger than us and he watched whatever we watched. So, so Mark and I, we just a lot of sci-fi. Um, I forget, you know, when things started coming out and were readily available, but I know like as soon as star Wars was available, like we rented that thing all the time. Cause we saw that probably like 30 times in the movie theater, you know, that, <laughs> that year that it ran, you know, cause it, it was in theaters for a year, but I'm trying to think like what else we would have been into. Like, I remember like discovering some movies on VHS that we just, once we discovered them, we just rented them all the time. Like Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh, was one of those. Back to the Future would have been one that we rented quite a bit. Yeah, what so do you those... remember? I'm, I'm just curious, like, as you were seeing the tapes on the shelves, was there a particular way they were displayed? Like, was it pretty standard to what Blockbuster did eventually? Or was it kind of unique to Adventureland? No, they had they had shelves. And they were not like the kind of racks that Blockbuster did, but they were more like bookshelves. And then they had uh, this particular store had the box, uh, you know, the VHS box with a piece of styrofoam shoved up in it and then shrink wrapped and then that would be on the shelf and then there would be a little number on the side corresponding to the actual tape which was behind the counter so you would just you know if the if the movie was in the store then the box would be on the shelf and you could pick the box you can go to the, the counter and then we would get the, we'd get the movie for you so at what point then did you say you know you explained kind of your rationale but how yeah. old were you when you applied for a job there and what was that process like of getting hired uh, it was pretty easy, actually. So I would have been probably 19. And uh, yeah, and it was pretty much just a matter. And I had been in quite a bit, few times. I was a regular customer, so they knew me. And I would talk movies with the owners. And uh, so we kind of already had a little bit of a rapport. And I don't remember. It's been so long ago. I don't remember if they had like a help wanted sign or if I just said, hey, you know, you got any openings? But it was a pretty quick process once I found out that there was an opening and I just I put my name in the hat, filled out an application and almost immediately they were like, OK, yeah, you're hired. Were there any surprises to you going to the other side of the counter then as a, being a customer that's like, OK, now you work here. This is how we do things. What, what kind of a stood out to you in that experience? Uh, well, a really good surprise was, yes, we got free movies and free VCR rentals because I didn't have one at home. And not only were we allowed to take home movies, we were encouraged to take home movies so that we would be able to converse with customers about it, like especially like new releases and stuff. And we could make recommendations. Like it was the, the philosophy of the store. It was, it was very mom and pop and it was very customer service oriented. So they wanted us to know a lot about what was out 
and get to know our regular customers, get to know what their tastes were, or even if we didn't know the customer, be able to say, okay, what, what do you like? Like, what kind of movies do you are, do you enjoy? And then we could make some recommendations, uh, especially if, you know, this was, even in the blockbuster days, the, the new releases were typically kind of hard to get a hold of. And so they always wanted us to be able to, you know, offer a couple of other recommendations so that people didn't leave empty-handed. And so uh, as you were getting used to that whole process, was there something, you know, aside from the perks of being an employee, like you saying, the mm-hmm. free rentals and the free uh, VCR rentals, was there another perk that maybe you hadn't anticipated, just like a favorite part of the job that developed? This wasn't right away. because So when I first started, I would just work evenings, like weekday evenings. And then on you know, Saturday, it was like a, it was a big busy day. And I forget if they might have even been closed on Sunday. Or, but I don't know, maybe I worked some Sundays too. But most of my time working there at the beginning was just kind of during the busy hours and it was just kind of like cranking through stuff. But eventually that became my full-time job and I just, I'd be there during the day. And the biggest perk was just talking to people about movies all the time. And, and you know, some of it would be, like I said, new customers who I was trying to make a recommendation to them but others like you know, we've had people who just came in like every day and they would just trade out like hey, here's the movie i rented last night let me find something else and we would just talk we talk about movies and i got to know them so that was just a big perk was just the people and just talking movies with people i mean this is one of the reasons i got into podcasting was so i could talk about movies <laughs> with people <laughs> and it all started in the video store yeah, and I'm curious. So uh, obviously, you know, it's in your town. So there's a lot of people you already know probably coming in, you know, from the neighborhood or whatever. But are there any particular regulars uh, in terms of customers that stood out to you because they're maybe a little quirky, a little interesting, and very, you know, they're into certain minutia of film? I, um, so yeah, I remember two in particular. And one, I don't even know what his real name was, but we called him the Colonel. And he was, a colonel, I, I forget what branch of the service he oh, was, wow. but he was retired colonel. He wasn't and... a Tom Parker. Okay. No, he was a no. real colonel. <laughs> he was a real colonel. <laughs> and he was like this just kind of, I, I'm going to call him a cranky old guy, but in a funny way. Like he wasn't, like I enjoyed talking to him, but he would always be kind of grumbling about something, but with kind of a smile on his face. And he liked military movies and he liked Westerns. And, you know, he was very kind of typical. He liked, you know, action and, you know, that kind of stuff. So he was super fun. And then I remember a woman, I do not remember her name at all, but I thought she was really interesting. She was super nice, but she was a nurse and she was super squeamish. And we would always joke with each other because I can't stay in the side of blood. I could not do that job. All respect to people who can do that, but give me all the blood and guts on the movie screen and I'm totally fine. She was completely the opposite. If it's real, she's in the OR or whatever. She's totally good. She did not want to see it in a movie. So that was just, she was really fun to talk to. And and I got to know her taste and, and it was really fun trying to think of movies for her to watch and go, oh, okay, maybe you don't want that one. There's this kind of one scene that you're not going to enjoy. So. Yeah. Now what about your fellow employees? Cause obviously you said you stayed there long enough. It's a full-time job. You're very yeah. committed to it, but sometimes people cycle through at any retail job that yeah. maybe didn't belong there in the first place. Were there ever any, any bad behavior with the fellow employees or just, no. again, interesting characters on the payroll? Yeah. I mean, it would know like super bad behaviors. So the reason I started working there full time was the owners of the store actually moved out of state and they needed somebody to run the store for them. And why they picked 
19 year old me with no management experience. I have no idea, but they did. And that was, that was a mistake. <laughs> and I learned that I did not like management, but I ran the store for about a year. And so I got to do some hiring and firing and, and most of the firing was just because, you know, people were just unreliable or whatever. They would just be calling in a lot, you know, because it's, that's that kind of gig that it is. But I, it wasn't anybody like super crazy or creepy or, you know, there was no theft or anything like that. And, you know, we had a pretty good, it, it was a small store. Like we only had maybe three or four employees other than like the full-time people. And uh, so, and because of, I guess, the culture of the store and the way they ran the store, it was very familiar and informal. So I don't know. I, I think maybe just because of they knew how to interview or something. Yeah, but they, I, mean, I was going to say, they made some yeah. good selections there. Now, right. for you, though, uh, during your time as the manager, then, did you ever get, like, authorization to run, like, some promotions to, like, drum up business? Or were there specials <laughs> or coupons? Or, like, did you guys have things like that going on? Yeah, wow. Um, the owners were especially fond of that and trying, always trying to think of, like, how can we get more people in this store? Especially when Blockbuster started opening up and everybody was going to Blockbuster because they had all the new releases all the time. And, you know, we, we always kind of struggled in that area, but so we would run like, you know, on, I forget like a Tuesday or Thursday, we would like do, you know, rent one, get one free or, you know, something like that. We do free rentals or I'm trying to remember what they did with the VCRs, uh, the VCR rentals. Cause that eventually became less and less of a thing as more people had their own. Oh, we did, we had a, uh, I don't know if we did a punch card, but we did something with cleaning VCRs where I think if you had us clean your VCR, we charged a nice little markup on that because it was just me and a Q-tip basically. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you let us do that, then we gave you like a certain number of you know free rentals. So do you still have that skill? Do you think you could clean out a VCR? I could do it. Yeah, well? I, could, I could totally do it. I yeah. got several here. I'll set them down your way. Okay, yeah, it's super easy. <laughs> give me a screwdriver and a Q-tip and uh, we'll be good to go. <laughs> uh, now, what about, I'm, I'm kind of curious, just because as the manager, did the owners give you the responsibility of ordering new releases or putting yeah. in the tape orders? Like, what do you remember about that process? It was super fun because we would get like the catalog from the distributor every month and we would go through and and especially by the time I was doing that job, I knew enough about the industry and knew enough about, and I was always up on the new movies because I just I was of an age where I had the disposable income just to go to the movies all the time. So all the new stuff that was coming out, I had already probably seen it in the theater. And uh, so I was like, okay, this is going to be good. I know I can like talk this up. So I'm going to order extra copies of this or, or I just know that this is going to be super popular. We'll order a bunch of copies of this. But then what was really fun was like the more obscure titles and uh, you know, trying to just figure out um, you know, how many, and usually we just ordered like one or, you know, whatever. I remember people would come through who, had like used VHSs, they would like they would do swaps with oh. us. And that was kind of their job. They would just have like these suitcases and they would just kind of go from video store to video store and say, okay, what's not working for you? Like what are you never renting? They would take it off your hands and they would swap it out with something else that uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've never heard about that side that that kind of side business there. Do yeah. You, on that topic, uh, do you recall like which genre in your area was the most popular overall? Like, was it Westerns? Was it sci-fi? Was it, you know, family comedies? Like what was yeah. it? We did a pretty good Western business. So we had, so our shelves 
were, you know, like Blockbuster, they were divided up by genre. And, you know, some genres we would only have, like maybe half of the shelf would be devoted to that genre. But we had a whole shelf of Westerns, bunch of action movies. People really loved those. The family comedies, you know, people loved those. We had a pretty good drama section. Do you remember any particular movie, like when it came out, like this was the big new release, everybody called constantly asking for it? Oh my gosh, yeah. So uh, Back to the Future was an enormous one. Top Gun was pretty big, but Top Gun was a game changer because Top Gun, and maybe you know this, but it was the first movie that was priced to sell because before that, you know, we paid like 80 bucks for a movie. And knowing that, you know, we were going to have to make that out by renting it a certain number of times, but they were priced so that people couldn't afford to buy them and have them in their homes so that they would have to go to the video store. But Top Gun, you know, and it was a whole big deal. They were like subsidized by Pepsi and everything. And so it was like, you know, 20, 30 bucks or whatever to to own Top Gun. And then suddenly like, you know, people just like, oh, wow, this is great. Yeah. The the, um, the actual home video market where you build your own library suddenly right. cropped up. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. and, and the, as a collector of VHS, the thing that I've noticed is those early releases that were meant for the video stores, such higher quality, like just the tapes themselves, like mm. it are so much heavier. You could feel how much better the quality of the magnetic tape was than what you were buying for $19.99 when it was new, you know? That's wild. I don't remember that specifically, but I have no doubt that that that's the case. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a version that was meant to be played over and over again versus, you know, the one that was meant to be watched a couple times at home and then you got to buy yeah. a new one, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> good, right. Good plan they had there. I, so I'm curious also for you when all that is happening and, and you're, like you said, those guys are saying, what's not working for you. We'll take the used tapes off your hand, but yeah. did you also sell old tapes? And then did you yourself ever bring any home? Like, were there certain movies that you would want to grab for yourself or plan ahead and be like, here's a cult title. I'm going to order. Nobody's probably going to rent it. But I'll be able to <laughs> it home someday. Probably not that devious, right? No, I wasn't <laughs> that devious. And I wasn't like a big, so here's what I would do. I would rent two VCRs. I didn't have to rent them. I would take uh-huh. them home and I would just dub the crap out of whatever I wanted. <laughs> and, and I would, you know, I would do it at like the, the, the fast play speed or whatever. So I get like three movies onto one VHS because <laughs> I didn't care about quality. It just like, give me, I wanted to build my library up. And so that's the way I did it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure most of your customers uh, probably got savvy to that too at some point. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, now, I'm also curious because, you know, obviously you've mentioned several times, you know, Blockbuster Video starts coming into the picture. Yeah. So did you guys really feel that competition? Like, did you notice your customer base just disappearing? Oh, yeah. They ran us out of business. Wow. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, and, you know, I don't harbor any ill will to to Blockbuster. But I'm also, you know, when people really like lament that the Blockbuster is no longer here, I'm like, yeah, you know, those guys, that's like lamenting that Barnes and Noble is not here anymore when they ran all the independent bookstores out of business. It's like, you know, you kind of what comes around goes around a little bit, but uh, for sure, like it, it, it completely just changed our business. And we, we like the people who are really loyal to us, like they would continue to come in and mostly because of like the relationships that we had built with them. But like, you're just kind of average person who maybe came in like once a month or a couple of times a month, you know, they went to Blockbuster because they had way more selection than we did. And, so and, uh, what led then, obviously, you know, the business itself is failing. Did you leave just because the store closed or did you make a choice to leave before that? Did you see the writing on the wall? No, I, I didn't see the writing on the wall. I, I kind of knew 
I knew enough, like I knew the books well enough to know we were losing money, but I didn't know, you know, kind of what like our, the owner's financial situation was. Cause I mean, you know, they kind of were putting money into it and we're keeping it afloat probably longer than, you know, kind of hoping things would turn around. And like, um, what, do you remember any specifics about those final days? Like the, yeah. the difference of the way the business was running? Like what, what was, what were the owners saying? What were the customers doing? Well, the final is that my owners lived out of state and just one day, one of them showed up at the store and it's like, we're closing the store. And I, I didn't even know they were in town. <laughs> so wow. like, all right. Okay. I guess this is what I'm doing this weekend. So we just kind of did inventory and sold everything. And so that was my store. question. Did they sell, they just had a big sale and said, everything's for sale, put a sign in the window or did they I, sell it off to another store? Like I think they, they sold it off to another store or one of these, actually one of these kind of businesses that like took all these, they had these, collections of tapes and they would go around and sell them to people like, you know, they would, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember that we, we kind of got rid of all the tapes at once to like one person. Or yeah. One did you end up keeping any mementos from that store? Like, did you ever bring mm -hmm. posters home or were there promotional items that came through the store that you remember? Tons of posters. I had so many posters from all during when I was working there. And that was another hot item, right? Like people would like, come in and they would like want to kind of have that poster when it's when you take it down and and that was one of the cool things that just another perk that i hadn't thought of when you asked me before but if it was a poster that i really wanted for myself i was like okay no that one's that was already claimed is, is there uh, one in particular you remember oh, owning because you were so proud of it i think i'm pretty sure i had back to the future the terminator what oh three o'clock high do you remember three o'clock oh high? yeah wow um breakfast club i had the breakfast club poster maybe teen wolf I'm, I'm getting my room confused with the store a little bit. That's here, what I was but... just going to say. You were in that <laughs> space so long. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I had Out of Bounds. Remember the movie Out of Bounds? I don't even know about that one. Which one's that? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, you know um, what? I got a copy of that recently, but the tape didn't work. And I was so oh, bummed. I just remember yeah. that. That's why I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's It's not a bad movie. He's trying to get away from his nerd vibe in that but he's not like now anthony michael hall's like built out like you know he's right. do action and stuff then he was like he looked like brian from the breakfast club but trying <laughs> to do an action movie <laughs> but it's super fun and the soundtrack to it is really really good so if you can find another copy somewhere i do recommend yeah that i might track that one down um now i'm curious so obviously you said you know it wasn't necessarily your choice to leave do you think you would have just stayed there for as long as you could have like did it feel like a job that you enjoyed enough or what was the yeah i mean for sure i it was like it, i really enjoyed the work i enjoyed getting to pick what movies we were going to have i enjoyed having the control over what the specials were going to be and what posters were on the walls and who got to take those posters home and like i i loved all of that stuff i didn't like the hiring and firing so much but uh in fact so when they closed the store it ended up being a really good thing for me personally i won't go into like all the details but i immediately went from there to another video store and uh and i was just a clerk but they had they had the big porno room and it was just, it, it just creeped me out. It just, I don't yeah. know, it, it, no serious judgment, but it was just when people would bring the tapes to you and it's like, oh, okay. And well, just, well was... because from what we've heard, it seems like if Adventureland and Ar Aardvark Video had had a room like that, they probably would have stayed in business longer because that, that made up a huge chunk of most stores income. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and that's probably why the store that I went to was still open where an adventure land video was not anymore. Yeah. So um, what, what was this next one called? I don't even remember as I, I was there for like a month. I just, I was oh, really wow. like not. You're like, this it. is what I know. I'll work in a video, another video <laughs> store as quick as I can. Okay. Yeah. So I got out of that and then I decided like I was, you know, I, I kind of bounced around from job to job for a while and decided to go back to school. And it was all like a really good, it was a positive thing that the store closed because I probably would have stayed there. <laughs> who knows how long and just done retail management for a career and yeah uh, which fine but i'm much happier where so i am now what then became your relationship with video rental stores going forward i'm assuming you stayed a customer but like as you rented and you saw you know that whole business declining and disappearing what was your reaction so when I went to school, actually, it was another small town and there, my school job for a little while was another video store. And it was actually another <laughs> Aardvark video store. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got to enjoy that for a while, but then they closed. <laughs> and so I just was kind of like, okay, I see what's going on here. It's just going to be Blockbuster from now on. And when I moved to the Twin Cities in Minnesota, that was just kind of what I gravitated to. Like we, we just, you know, we would, we would go to Blockbuster or actually my favorite one was Hollywood Video. I like that chain. What was the difference in your mind between Hollywood and Blockbuster? The Cumberbuns, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was. And maybe it was just, it actually might have had something to do with just like they, they dressed up in like these cheesy kind of usher costumes and you had it was more of an experience. Yeah. 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 And you had, you know, the, the decor on the wall was like the Hollywood Hills with the Hollywood logo on it. And it just felt more like the movies, whereas Blockbuster, and maybe it's just like the name. It's just like, it's not celebrating all movies. It's celebrating the blockbusters, right? So that might've been, but I don't know. I, it wasn't like I was a loyal Hollywood video customer. Like I think I was covering my first choice, but I would easily and uh, with with no reservations go into a blockbuster and rent there. I have memberships of both. So Okay. Um, yeah, right. so fully supported those those businesses. And then as, you know, again, like you you think back when you say you love to talk about the experience, you love reflecting on it because you have warm feelings. Is there a particular moment or just a particular, I guess, like mental image for you when you look back and you think about all your time working at various stores, like just about being a rental store employee? Like, is there something that stands out to you like, ah, this is what it was all about? Yeah, it's just being there during the day because that was not the busy times, right? The busy times are like the weekends and the evenings, everybody's coming home from work. They want to rent something for that night. But when you're there during the day, you're getting the regular customers and you're just getting customers who like come in and they have time to browse and they have time to talk with you. And again, just like having those conversations and making recommendations to them. When I was at school, one of the people who would come in who was a regular customer was a professor at the school. And I didn't have any classes with him, but I knew him by reputation. He was like super cranky. Like people just like feared this guy, but he would come in and talk movies with me. And we were like buddies and we were just, you know, so it was just kind of a neat thing where people would go like, oh, I got to take so, such and such a class with this guy. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like I know his reputation, but let me tell you what kind of movies he likes. <laughs> you know? So that was just like super fun. I just love chilling at the video store and just in the middle of the day and having these conversations with people. Yeah. And it feels like that ultimately is the dream you got to live that so many movie fans wish they could, especially like the younger generation who didn't even ever get to now shop at a video store, like mm-hmm. the, to imagine like, wait, there was a job where you could just sit around and talk about movies and literally yeah. like watch movies while you're waiting to talk about movies. Yeah. Another perk, right? You just, yeah. we would always have 
have something going on in there and I kind of keep the sound down, but I could actually hear the sound and I had to be careful a lot like what I played, but it was, yeah, I was watching movies at work when nobody was there. So yeah, that was great. I still, I'm thinking about your alternate timeline lifestyle of being Michael, the video guy. Yeah. (laughs) Video stores never went away. Just imagining you forever. Right. right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for listening and subscribing to Rental Return. Check today's show notes to connect with our featured video hero. Also follow at TRN Social on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more on Season 3 and to leave feedback. If you're a former video store employee and want to chronicle your story for an upcoming season of Rental Return, connect with host Adam on Twitter at HojuKoolander or send him an email at HojuKoolander at gmail.com. Links also in today's show notes. If you'd like to become a VIP of the Retro Network and show your support for Rental Return and other network shows, visit patreon.com forward slash the Retro Network. Your VIP status gets your name in the show notes, access to the VIP lounge chat on Slack, and exclusive content. Join us next time for more tales from the video store on Rental Return. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.